Hi, I'm Denna Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling, where we explore the lives of folks in ministry in their churches and in their community in their communities. This morning, we're here with Pastor Ted Stepp and his wife, Emily Stepp. They're at the Monterey Wesleyan Church, and their services begin at 10 o'clock on Sundays. They follow uh, Sunday school with a worship service at 11. They want to invite you on Wednesday nights for a delicious fellowship meal. If you like cooking and country cooking and potlucks and church dinners, you are in luck because every Wednesday night at 515 at the Monterey Wesley, 615, mm-hmm. Pastor Ted just pointed at me, <laughs> at 615 at the Wesleyan Church, you're going to get fed good. And then uh, after that, they have Bible studies, uh, studies and activities for all ages. So you are invited to the Monterey Wesleyan Church. Introducing you to local church and community leaders, The Calling. And we are glad to have Pastor Dan and his wife, Emily, here with us this morning. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you. Okay, so uh, people, and myself included, want to know a little bit more about you, who you are, uh, tell us about Ted Stepp. Where'd you grow up, Ted? I actually grew up in eastern Kentucky um, in a, a small Appalachian town called Inez, Kentucky. So uh, it's it's 45 minutes to an hour to a Walmart. Oh, my. And there was no McDonald's growing up, so I didn't get a Happy Meal. Oh, my heavens. How old were you when you had your first Happy Meal? Well, I, I, we'd get them when we was a kid. I mean, I, I can remember getting one as a little kid, but we, it would be like forever. It'd be like an hour and a half to go to the mall so I could get a Happy Meal that would be there. Wow. <laughs> you know, buddy, that's rural. It is. It is. It was just a small community. And uh, they've got it. They got it all down, but they waited till I moved. Of course. (laughs) Don't you know it? Now, I love, Emily, that you're here with us this morning, because what I know about uh, clergy is that they never serve alone there. If they are married, they always serve with their spouse. And so uh, we're glad that you're here to share this time with Ted this morning. Tell us, how did you and Ted meet? (laughs) <laughs> oh she's laughing you know it's gonna well, be a good story initially we met online in okay. a chat room and then in person we met in a mall food court yeah you know a lot of people meet in online dating when you're busy and active and just tired of the dating seat online dating is how people meet nowadays <laughs> so yeah so what food court did you take her for a happy meal ted well actually i was i planned to meet her there and uh she actually uh didn't know it was me so she walked across to the chinese place it was across the mall and picked up napkins i was like i'm pretty sure that's her and she's pretty <laughs> <laughs> so where'd you eat that night Actually, we just walked around the mall. I don't think we actually no, ate I, anywhere. I walked over to him. I was like, are you Ted? And he goes, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Are you Emily? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We just kind of walked around the mall and had a good time that day and got to know each other a little bit more. Yeah. So. That's awesome. So how many years ago was that? Well, this April will be 15 years ago. That we've been dating. And then September is 11 years of marriage. And then we met in January? December. All right, December. Okay. 15. Okay. Wow. And you have three children, I understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your kids. Uh, Well, we have our oldest, Elisha. He's eight. And he's very sweet and kind and funny. And then we have Jeremiah, who's seven, and he's funny and stubborn and strong-willed. Mm-hmm. He keeps us on our toes. And then we have our youngest, Isaiah, who is five, and he's in kindergarten. And, oh, Isaiah is Isaiah. 
You but he's fine. <laughs> Sounds like you have a wonderful uh, bunch of boys. There's nothing better than a rowdy boy. Oh, and they're 100% <laughs> pastor's kids. <laughs> hey, well, now. Now, Emily, Ted told us his first impression of you. What was your first impression of Ted? Oh, wow. Um, Be honest. Like in person or online? Yeah, I mean, he said he saw you and thought, hey, I think that's her, and she's pretty. Um, I thought he was kind of nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nerdy is a good thing. Nerdy's not a bad thing. Nerdy's it smart. must have worked for me. What's that? It must have worked for it me. It absolutely worked for you. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. It means he's smart, man. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's a good man. I'm very blessed. That's awesome. Did you grow up in Kentucky too then? I grew up, well, I spent half, pretty much like half my childhood in Ohio and then half my childhood in northeastern Kentucky. Uh, Far less rural than his experience, but so probably from like kindergarten all the way to like half of my sixth grade year, we were living in Ohio. And then from sixth grade on, I lived in Greenup, Kentucky, and most of my family is from Greenup, Kentucky, and so... We lived up a little holler or hollow, as Northerners say. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it green up? Yeah, green up. Wow, that's a pretty mm-hmm. name. It reminds me of Green Acres. Yeah, it's not like that at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you've lived a couple of places then. Yeah. Yeah. What do you like about living here in this area? Tennessee is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got uh, it's like it's less expensive to live here than it did for us in Kentucky Absolutely, for a lot of different things. But we love the mountains and Monterey and just being able to be somewhere that it's just beautiful. So Yeah, it's very beautiful. We often had talked about living in Tennessee when we were younger someday, so it's kind of cool that God led us this way. Oh, that's awesome. Do you take the boys out uh, doing different activities in the area? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we usually try during the summertime to hit a different state park throughout the summer. Oh, and cool. we're, we've planned for this summer – because uh, course says, Pastor, you've got to pencil in your day off. Right. <laughs> pencil in is the correct yeah. word. So we're trying to get one day a week that we can go during the summer and hit a different state park in the state of Tennessee and get a book that the kids can get it stamped that they've oh, been wow. to those state parks. I didn't know you could do that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, they've got the state park, uh, TWRA or whatever, Tennessee Wildlife has a book you can go to the park and get. And it has information about every park in the state of Tennessee, and they'll stamp it when you go. I love that. So have you been to Cumberland Mountain State Park? Oh, yeah. We've yes. been to the Cumberland Mountain. The boys love to go to Burgess Falls, and they love to hike. And it's gorgeous there, oh, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. That's one of the most beautiful sites, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. That's a hard hike for little legs, though. They oh, do okay? Oh, oh, they love it. <laughs> yeah. Our boys are avid hikers. They tell us to hurry up. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, mine looks back and say, Dad, are we moving? I was like, give me a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Dad's taking in the scenery. That's exactly right. I'm looking at God's creation. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) And when Isaiah was smaller, we used to take turns piggybacking him if he got tired. So, Well, I'm Dana Hornby. You're listening to The Calling. We'll be back in just a moment. I'm Dana Hornby. We're back with The Calling. This morning we're here with Pastor Ted Stepp and his lovely wife, Emily, and they are serving Monterey Wesleyan Church. The services there begin at 10 o'clock on Sundays with 11 o'clock service after Sunday school. And then on Wednesday nights, if you're looking for a wonderful, delicious potluck home-cooked meal, come to Monterey Wesleyan Church at 615. And then there are activities and studies for all ages after that. 
We've been talking about their personal lives, and now we're going to dig into Pastor Ted's calling. And so, Pastor Ted, you're a young man. You're growing up in a town where you have to go an hour's drive just for a happy meal. <laughs> How is it that God is working in your life to call you into this type of pastoral ministry? Well, we, we ended up moving out of the rural area when I was 16, and we moved uh, to a little bit bigger place and uh, uh, exposed to more things. But uh, uh, I went to a uh, – when, when we were in Inez still, I went to a little Nazarene church. And uh, if I would miss, the pastor would come and knock on my door, door and want to know where I was. And it seemed to be everywhere that we moved, if we ever did, there was always somebody I could go to church with. Uh, so God kind of worked that out, and uh, that's wonderful and things. And uh, – um, I got to a place that I, I gave my heart to the Lord at, uh, at, at about 14, but then by the time we'd moved, due to peer pressure and, you know, things that happened, I ended up getting away from the Lord. And um, at 18, I ended up getting back to the Lord. Um, and uh, just uh, God had already, I knew, was calling me to something beforehand, but I didn't understand what it was. So when I come back to him, he reaffirmed that and showed me what it was. And, uh, and I praise him for that. Uh, actually, my wife was the one that helped witness to me to get me back to the Lord. So she's been a blessing in several ways. Well, that was going to be a question. Had you been called into ministry when you and Emily began dating? Well, the whole thing was is we had um, I, I kind of ha- had had been away from the Lord. So when I got back to the Lord, he reaffirmed that calling for me. So she's been there since the very beginning. She's been there to hear my first message. My best message and probably my learning messages, <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. I understand completely, yeah. So, But she's a good support system, and I appreciate that. So, so were you surprised, Emily, when he came to you and said, I think I'm called into ministry? No, because um, I had been praying about who to be with, and I knew that I was supposed to be with a minister, so it didn't really surprise me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome because, you know, I know uh, – I know pastors who don't tell people what they do because they're afraid people will judge them by mm-hmm. it yeah and they definitely should because being a ministry spouse is a calling of itself absolutely and i've seen a lot of our friends um in ministry separate and, and badly because one person was called and maybe the other one wasn't so you have to be called both into ministry or it just doesn't work Absolutely. So how do you work in ministry together? I'm interested in what Sunday morning looks like at your house with three boys, oh three my. active boys getting ready to go to, to go to church on Sunday mornings. What's that like? I think it's um, definitely saying a few names more than once to okay. get them out of bed. <laughs> you know that song, like easy, like Sunday morning? Uh-huh. They yeah. never lived in a pastor's house. No. <laughs> yeah. But uh, usually it's uh, scrambling, getting all boys ready, which Emily does the majority of that, <laughs> of getting them ready. I'm just honest. And uh, I'm working, finishing different stuff for the sermon, for different things, and getting over the church. I like to be there to unlock the church. I like to be the first one in and to be able to go over and maybe pray or something beforehand and go into my office and get stuff kind of laid out and stuff. So um, I'm always the last one in. <laughs> By the time I get everybody else ready, I'm like, go over to the church with your dad so I can get ready. Well, she's the last one in because she's just gotten four boys ready. Four, yes. Yeah, four. Count them four. Because <laughs> she's right. got to make sure, because I walk out of the house and she goes, are you really wearing it? <laughs> mm. 
What's wrong with it? (laughs) (laughs) Just sometimes. Sometimes he needs a little help. (laughs) But I'm a helpmate, so that's my job. (laughs) So I heard a a bishop one time say that I I don't remember the first time I was called, but I remember the last time I was called. It was this morning. And Mm -hmm. um, how does that speak to you in terms of your life as a a pastoring couple? Every day is different. Every day is a new journey and things. And you've got to, you've got to know that uh, God's calling us to do something new and something wonderful every day and to be able to understand that uh, some days she's home all day by herself because I'm called out to do things. And she's, for that day, I, you know, almost like she's a single parent for that day because <laughs> I'm out doing things for the Lord. And you've got to have that understanding between the two of you. So, yeah, I think some of the the best advice we ever got was don't grow weary in doing well, because sometimes it's long. And as a pastor's wife, it can get lonely. So I just need to be reminded sometimes that this isn't about me or how I feel. It's about everybody else. And it's a sacrificial life that we serve for God. And we wouldn't have it any other way. But there are days where you're just like, Lord. I need your strength today. Yeah, I think that's a life lesson, something you hit on. You know, this is not all about me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a life lesson for all of us. Yeah. Well, Pastor Ted, we're happy to hear more from you. We're going to take a short break, and then Pastor Ted will be back with a motivational moment. I'm Denna Hornby. You're listening to The Calling. You're listening to The Calling. I'm Denna Hornby, and we're back this morning with Pastor Ted Stepp and his wife, Emily Stepp, and they have a motivational moment to share with us. Uh, yesterday morning, I had uh, uh, preached a message uh, talking about uh, choice, and every day we make choices that we make. And the scripture I used was talking about, uh, choose you this day in whom you will serve. In uh, Joshua twenty four fourteen, but also down in 15, it says, And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Every day that we get up, we have the choice to do what God has called us to be able to do, to do what God expects us to be able to do. And just as I have the choice to get out of bed or to stay in the bed, I have the choice to do what God's called me to do or to just, and that's just being a Christian, not about being a minister, not about being a Sunday school teacher or anything else, God has called us to witness to people. And we have the choice to do that every day. And I'm hoping that whoever's listening to this is choosing today that they're going to do exactly what God has called them to do in their individual lives. Because each one of us has a ministry that's all our own. Each one of us is called to do something for the Lord. And we're called to see people, one, one for Jesus. And God is crying out and asking us to be able to do that. So when I talked to my church yesterday, I thought about how are we choosing our day? Are we choosing it for the Lord or are we choosing it for ourselves? And understanding that our life's full of choices. You know, I chose to be able to come here today when I could have chose to stay home. You know, you cho- you choose on Sunday morning to go to church or you choose to stay home. And uh, I'm going to make a choice when I leave here, probably what I want to eat. <laughs> Or wherever the wife tells me is a good place to be able to eat. Uh, uh, happy wife, happy life. Uh, but you've, we've got choices we got to make. But I want to be able to make sure with being not only a minister, a pastor, a father, a husband, a son, 
I want to make sure that my family understands that as for me and my house, we're making the choice to serve the Lord because it says that we will serve the Lord and that choice is up to us. Yeah, and um, as parents, like something we do with our boys is we always try to get them to choose the right things, but we do that by guiding them scripturally. And sometimes at night, one of my favorite things is when we get together and we're going to pray before bed, and we always ask the boys, is there anything you personally want us to pray about for you? Is there something that you want God to help you with? And so our middle son, and he wouldn't care if I share, but he always asks us, I'm still working on my temper. <laughs> so we help him with trying to make those choices to, okay, it's okay to be angry, but how are you going to choose to do this? So every day is a choice to live for God. And I think it's important to choose to love others and to show Jesus. And um, I think that's the most important thing. Like more people would be one for Christ if we weren't so concerned with telling them everything they do wrong. Because they know they need to hear about how God loves them because everybody in the world is out there to tell you what you do wrong and to beat you down. So I think as Christians, we have to choose to serve the Lord and we have to choose to love other people and show him his goodness and kindness and love. And that's something that we both try to do in the community is just love on people and be a good example. Absolutely. So hopefully somebody here thinks, what's your choice? And hopefully it's the right one. Listen to the calling. We'll be back in just a moment. I'm Dana Hornby, and you're listening to the calling. We're back with Pastor Ted Stepp. He's the pastor at the Monterey Wesleyan Church, and he is here today with his wife, Emily Stepp, who is in ministry with him. Uh, pastors never suffer alone. If they're married, their spouses are part of that ministry too. And so we're thankful that Emily is here this morning to share in their story and uh, their calling story. But this is the last segment of our show, and it's the one that I enjoy the most, quite <laughs> frankly, because I just get to pepper you with questions, and, and you have to answer them. So, Uh-oh. yeah, it's it's always fun. You never know what I'm going to ask. I, I never know what I'm going to ask. So, um, yeah, but, you know, there's some grace here. You get a free pass, or you can plead the fifth, Okay, Emily, we're going to start with you. What's the most embarrassing item of clothing Ted has ever worn? He used to have like this French beret. <laughs> and like, uh, I really didn't want to go. I was not one to go out with him with that. But we did. We walked around the mall with the French beret. Huh. Okay, Ted, we're going to flip this a little bit here because I'm going to show my bias. Oh. Uh-oh. So what's the most beautiful <laughs> item of clothing that Emily has ever worn. Well, everything she wears is beautiful because she's in it. <laughs> but I'd probably say the most breathtaking thing was the day we got married. Yeah. And she come down the aisle. Aww. And it wasn't necessarily about the wedding dress, but she looked beautiful, but the whole thing about it is it was just her. Yeah, she's going to be your wife. It was a exactly. great dress. <laughs> it was a great dress. <laughs> Emily said. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was. I don't doubt that. Okay, question two. Um, Emily, do you, uh, are you happy with the way Ted drives? <laughs> Can I answer that? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, if I'm asleep, yeah. <laughs> if I'm awake, not so much, but like, it's great. Cause like I have a tendency, like when I'm in the car, I blame my parents cause they used to drive me around when I was a little kid to put me to sleep. So I fall asleep probably when he really needs me to be awake, but being awake is scary. Are you happy with the way Emily drives? 
Of course. <laughs> she drives perfectly. Yeah, yeah. If she wasn't in the room, I'd tell you what I really thought. <laughs> now she does she does better than me than some things. Uh, but I think I'm just one of those people that uh, I'm sitting over here not knowing what's going on and you know. She stops so early it irritates me. <laughs> We're three car lengths behind and I'm going, Honey, the car's in Texas. Why are you stopping? Oh, and scary. yet we're still i get us lost a lot if he's not awake yes and the gps isn't going i gotta speed wrong way <laughs> i told her one time i said you could drive in a paper bag with only one way out and still get lost huh wow that's talent yes. i got lost in monterey <laughs> yeah, okay that too, yeah. <laughs> oh yay i'm not I alone <laughs> yeah yeah okay so um you have three boys what's your favorite tv show to watch i really like cooking shows oh yeah yeah, yeah like so. a paula dean kind of thing no more like i like like chopped okay, and yeah. uh cooks and cons and like all like the cooking gaming shows those yeah. are some of my favorites okay. boys love to watch them with her too yeah yeah they'll sit and watch them they like those especially our youngest isaiah he really enjoys watching it and i love disney movies like i make yeah, the boys too. watch them princess movies yeah Mainly because I like them. So. <laughs> Are they tolerant? They're like, we got to watch another princess movie with mom tonight. No, I mean, like, they're okay with it. They just don't want me to, like, go to school and, like, announce it. But yeah. they like it, too. Like, the two youngest and Jeremiah, he won't listen to this, so it's okay. Um, they have watched Tangled so many times. It is unreal. Like, was it like a week straight? We'd be like, what are you watching? Tangled. Yes. <laughs> That's the fifth time today. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> so, Ted, I have it on good authority that you like the show Golden Girls. Possibly. So what is it about Golden Girls that sort of pulls you in? <laughs> I think what it was is I like to stay up late when I was when I was a teenager and yeah. stuff like that. And it was always on at midnight at 1230. There would be hour long of Golden Girls. And I love the little Sophia because she just tell exactly what she thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have a Golden Girl shirt. You wear the Golden Girl shirt? I do. I do. Huh. Where do you wear that shirt? I'd like to see that shirt. Oh, I, I wore it to our Hallelujah Fun Fest and 125 people came through. Uh-huh. I actually wear it to the hospital to visit people, too. It puts a lot of smiles on people's faces. I bet faces. it does, yes. I'm not sure if they're happy to see it or if they're laughing at me. But either way, it's working. Who's your favorite Golden Girl, Dorothy? Sophia, you said I you like Sophia. Sophia. I like Sophia, but Betty White. I did like Rose Nyland. I mean, she's just so ditzy. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, and then there's Blanche Devereaux. Yeah. We're going to uh, see next, Emily, what is Ted's favorite color? Blue. Ted, what's Emily's favorite color? Blue. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. true, true. Wow. Okay. Well, easy cheesy. All right, Emily, if you could uh, fly or be invisible, which would you like? See, that's a hard one because I feel like you could be invisible, but then I feel like you would be like, I'd be like nosier if I was invisible and I'm not sure I would want to actually know what people say when I'm not around. <laughs> like, I feel like I'd be invisible and somebody would be saying something and I'd be like, boo or something, yeah. you know, like, I don't that know. That hurts my feelings. Yeah. Something like that. So I guess like maybe fly. So where would you go if you could fly? Oh, wow. Somewhere like. Greece. I really wanted to go to like Greece and Italy, and so 
That's something I've always wanted to do. Maybe one day. That's so. awesome. Girl, I thought you were going to say like Sparta or something. <laughs> Greece would be awesome. You would maybe fly over Santorini. Yeah, I really love art. So like I love all of the architecture and I took like four art history classes in college. I only had to take one, but I loved learning about all the ancient art and things so much, especially over in Italy and Greece and Spain, like it's just some of the most beautiful artwork. Wow, that's cool. Okay, so Ted, let's see. Last question. Uh, what emoji do you use the most frequently? <laughs> what emoji? <laughs> I Tell don't truth. use very many emojis. Oh, wow. Emily's laughing like you do. No, I'm laughing because like he doesn't. <laughs> I'm not an emoji I'm person. Making sure, do you you know the emojis like the little face? Thing? Yeah, I know what emoji is. <laughs> I've seen that cartoon with them. Uh, <laughs> That's a good movie for it's kids. A good movie. The emoji um, movie, it's a good one. I think I ended up using the one with uh, um, sticking their t- sticking the tongue out probably a lot. Oh yeah, the laughter one. No, the one where they're sticking their tongue out at you. They're not laughing. They're sticking their tongue out at oh, you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. You'll have to send me that one. Yeah, later. I've got a buddy. I probably send, send that to a lot. You send me hearts a lot. I send her hearts. You send me like the heart and the little like smoochy kissy one. And then, you know, when somebody's sending you something, you don't know what to respond to, you hit a thumbs up. Yes, or an okay. Or the okay. <laughs> but then when someone sends it to me, I'm like, they have no idea what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> Well, Pastor Ted and Emily, thank you for being with us this morning. We want to share your times again. Uh, if you are interested in learning more about Pastor Ted mm-hmm. Stepp and his wife, Emily Stepp, join them at Monterey Wesleyan Church. You can find them on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock for Sunday school, 11 for worship, and a delicious fellowship meal on Wednesday nights at 615 with studies to follow. I'm Dana Hornby, and you've been listening to The Calling.